Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you as always for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I am Dave McBride, broadcasting from the sunny yet a little blustery Radio Harambe Studios. And joining me in studio again today, Safari Mike. Mike, how are you today? Jumbo Dave, how are you? I'm good, Mike. Um, a, a while back, we started to do what we had hoped would be a continuing series on what we call the prehistory, the prehistoric. Disney's Animal Kingdom. We haven't done one in a little while. Um, what did we cover? We covered uh, Disneyland with Matt Parrish. Yeah. True Life Adventures with, with Josh. Josh. Taylor. Um, have we done any others? I think that's probably it. This Both of them were two-parters, if my memory serves. Two-parters. This is not going to be a two-parter. No. But this is um, certainly, I think, just as important in sort of the lead-up to the Animal Kingdom um, as any other thing we're going to discuss. Uh, and it is the first... The real, the original Discovery Island. <coughs> also the original zoo at the... Act, yep, the original zoo at Walt Disney World. Um, Discovery Island, I, I, I'm going to give you a little background that I know. Mike is much more informed here than I am. <laughs> um, but I, I can try to jog a little bit of my memory. And Mike, tell me if I'm correct. Okay. Uh, it did not open with the rest of the... It Cor- did? No, it did no, not. No, it didn't. You're correct. A couple of years later. 74. Okay. Um, And it opened as Treasure Island. That is correct. And the story, or at least the urban legend goes, that uh, Walt wanted this to be um, a pirate place. That's absolutely right. So in the... And there's some materials from back then that show it as a pirate place. Right. So um, we famously, you know, people famously remember the story of... The Magic Kingdom opening up without pirates, um, and it was intended to not have Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. It was intended to have another show, the Western River Expedition, uh, which was going to be sort of a Western thing. And there were two reasons behind why um, there wasn't going to be pirates. The first was that they felt that one was enough, um, and that uh, people in this area of the world would not be as fascinated with pirates because pirate lore is kind of part of the Floridian area. The Caribbean, all yeah, the, yeah, right, and the Caribbean. In the middle of right, it. and it's more exotic to people out west when, right. uh, for people here, it would be more exotic to discuss the west um, for most Floridians or, you know, people right. in the East Coast who may never have even been to those places. The other thing, which is much less discussed, was that Walt planned to have a pirate area in this island um not a ride not animatronics right i I could tell you some of the things that were (laughs) in the original sort of brochure when you're ready go ahead okay so some of the things were and most of these are um themed after the robert louis stevenson uh novel and the film and the film the live action film that he did 
Uh, which was we, a big hit for them. It was a big hit. There was the Billy Bones Dilemma, which is Captain Flint's first mate, and he, you know, something to do with the open God, seas. It's probably been thirty years since I've seen that movie. There was the Blockhouse, which was a site uh, of the battle for a treasure map. You know, it's mostly just sort of themed areas you get to walk right. through. There was Spyglass Hill that had a uh, kind of like a playground in it. There was uh, supposed it was going to be. There was going to be Ben Gunn's Cave. Which you can walk in looking for the the hermit from the movie, and then there was the wreck of the Hispaniola, which they actually did wind up having a wreck there, but it did not wind up being called the Hispaniola. But anyway, those are some of the things that they right. were uh, they were looking at uh, for Treasure Island initially, and it opened as Treasure Island. It did, it did, but none of that stuff was there except for the wreck. There really wasn't much of a pirate theme when it opened, <coughs> right? Um, I, I'm not sure I ever knew the reason why they didn't go pirate theme do you know the the reason why they eventually didn't go pirate theme well first of all they quickly decided to build a pirate the pirates of the caribbean. caribbean so by the time the we're, we're talking like 1974 this is like being opened and they're adding you know feet to the because initially the island was i believe 11 acres long uh big excuse me right um and you know part of the issue was you know treasure island was sort of started being the rearview mirror now right uh they were bringing pirates of the caribbean to the uh magic kingdom okay and you know they just sort of put it on the back burner um at that point right. i mean they kept the name treasure island but eventually it was pretty quick when they decided to take even take that name off it was by 1976 i believe by the time it was called discovery island okay so it, it only stayed with the Treasure Island theme for a couple of years. Now, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, yes, let's we should back um, up a little bit. Th- there's also a, an urban legend that this island in the middle of this lagoon is what made Walt say, "Oh, this is this is the place." Right. It was you called, know? and even the legend even goes a little bit further. It, Nobody can he, really. See. He saw it flying over the area on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, which, of course, Dave is a major day in American history. Do you know what it is? It's the death of John F. Kennedy. Yes. The, well, as John F. Kennedy <laughs> was being shot in Dallas. Interesting. Allegedly, Walt Disney was flying over, over the property yeah, and saw this island, which at the time was called Riles Island. Um, and I must was, have been named after the property owner, right? Yeah, yeah. At that time it was. It, it was named a few different things, actually. I could back up a little or bit. Probably whoever bought it named it whatever they wanted. From the early 1900s, it was called Raz Island, named after the family that lived there. <laughs> there you go. Then the 1930s, it was purchased by Delmar Radio Nick Nicholson, who was apparently a famous um, DJ, DJ at the time. And he called it Idle Bay Isle and lived there for like 20 years with his wife and pet crane. He lived there. Oh, wow. Okay. With a pet crane. I wonder how he accessed it. I have no idea. It was later purchased and renamed Riles Island, and it became like a hunting retreat um, right. before being... And that's when it was bought by Disney at that point. Okay. Hunting retreat in 11 acres. And it was actually originally going to be called, before Treasure Island, Blackbeard's Island. So even... Yeah. So he were really gone with the theme. They there. were really looking at right. a pirate thing back then. Then they renamed it Treasure Island in the planning stage because, you know, that was the name of their big right. hit from years ago. Okay. So... Go to the Wilderness Lodge. Okay. Um, for those of you who, who don't know what we're talking about, go to the Wilderness Lodge. This is the probably the best view. Um, and walk out onto the pier that for the shuttle boat that takes you to the Magic Kingdom. And you will see Discovery Island basically right in front of you. Um, the boats that lead to 
uh, the Wilderness Lodge often circle around the back sure. of the of Discovery Island so right. that they can approach the uh, the dock in from that direction. Um, if you want to rent a little boat, you can drive around the outside of Discovery Island. You can still see some and of the you structures. can still see some of the structures. Yep. Um, now some of the st- structures have been even in my time that I remember. Um, have been removed. We've. I remember going in. Now it closed about 98, 99? It closed in 1999. Okay, so we'll get back to that later. So I remember probably four, three or four years after that, still seeing things like the pier, um, right. you know, some of the netting, uh, some of the structures that are there. I, and But recently I was just on that boat and a lot of that has either flown away or they've removed it or what have you mm. um so so that is where it is it's it you go if you're if you're you know going through the canal that the monorail goes over that leads from the transportation and ticket center to the uh to the the um contemporary if you go through that with the magic kingdom on your back you'll see discovery island right in front of you it is right. the one big island in that little lagoon that's there so anyway let us continue on our story sure um <coughs> so as it was being developed and for some of the reasons we talked about you know as soon as magic kingdom opened people were wondering you know where's parts of the caribbean we saw it on tv walt showed us what parts of the, uh, where is it kind of thing right they quickly decided to make a pirates of the caribbean at the magic kingdom and sort of this became it opened as blackbeard's island on april 8 1974 oh, my birthday I was a year. That was also the day that Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's records for home run. Did you know that? No, oh, the, the uh, April eighth, nineteen seventy four. Interesting. So two very important things happened. Two very important. Things. Hank Aaron hit a home run, and this a Treasure Island opened. Uh, but by then, it had really kind of <laughs> got a lot of useless information in this podcast. <laughs> it really by then, um, obviously, it kind of removed itself from, even though it remained Treasure's Island. Treasure Island, and the the map had a a little bit of a pirate theme. It, by this point, it was really a bird sanctuary. Um, and that's what it opened up with. And they added cubic feet and they added sort of basically birds from the area. And it was just a very relaxing kind of half a day kind of stroll through a rainforesty kind of thing right. and see kind of birds, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> it was never very exciting. It was never very exciting, but they quickly um, <laughs> decided to uh, get rid of it. It was also, by the way, a uh, special adventure. You had to buy it, its own ticket. Right. Uh, it could only be accessed, as I believe you said before, um, by a boat, either from the Magic Kingdom or from the resorts. <laughs> and at that time, the only resorts that were there were the Poly, the Contemporary, right. and Fort Wilderness. That was right. all that was available there. Right. It later, in later years, became part of your... Um, you know the water park annual pass and adventure things you know when you buy that all-inclusive stuff right but it was always meant and walt always wanted it to be at least from what you hear legend says legend says kind of like a half day relaxing kind of you know event zoo you, well when, before it was supposed to be just sort of a pirate thing when he passed away but right by the time it opened it was just sort of People can you know go over there, quiet little island with a, some pretty birds for for a couple hours. Right, and it's important to realize that at this point in time there was only one park. 
True. Right. So people, people very well may have bought days, you know, in a hotel and not as many days at the at the uh, at the park. So or, or, you know, didn't want to buy tickets for that day. So they quickly, I think, realized that there wasn't much of a call for a reason to go (laughs) (laughs) standing around a little swampy rainforesty island for a couple hours fighting off the alligators. For a price. Um, so they started doing like little events. For example, in 1977, they did a rescuers thing over there. You had to go oh, dig wow. for treasure really? and stuff like that. Okay. By 1978, they abandoned the pirate theme. They retooled it. And they added and made it more of a zoo. Um, they added flamingos and pelicans, right. alligators, turtles, right. peacocks, swans, all this kind of stuff. Um, and that was... And they also <coughs> always had a... Um, sort of a botanical gardens kind of feel. Right. They had uh, plants, for, you know, bamboo and stuff from, you know, around the world. Is that when they island. changed the name? And in 1978 is when they changed the name to the original Discover Island. And they abandoned all the pirate stuff by then. Right. Um, then, they at that time is when they also built the obligatory, and oddly enough, they didn't have one before this, gift shop. Um, they built the Thirsty Perch. God, I don't remember a gift uh, shop. It was a little gift shop, a little you know snack stand. There was actually two. There was the Thirsty Perch, and there was one over by the um, aviary. They at 1978 is when they built the walkthrough aviary, which is you know that I remember. Sort of what you have now in um, Pangani and yep. Maharaja, although it wasn't quite as effective as hiding the net as they have gotten in recent years. Right? No, it was a big net. Yeah, I mean, it was clearly, you walked in, it was like a clearly a big net. Yeah. And you're walking in to see all yeah. of these yeah, um, yeah. all these birds. Right. Um, they also, at this time, added the a couple of shows. There was a reptile encounter show. Okay. And there was the uh, Jose Carioca <laughs> yes. Flyers bird show. Yep. Which was performed over at the Cuckoo Cabana. Right. Um, you know, they had all these little puns. Disney always loved puns. They, they still do, Mike. <laughs> So uh, it was also around that time where they got um, AZA, or at that time it was the um, it was the AZ, uh, whatever it was, right? Uh, accredited, accreditation as became a zoo. A, an official zoo. So uh, and that was in 1978. So it, in 1978, a full 20 years before the opening of the Animal Kingdom, Disney has its first accreditation as a zoo. Correct. It's something most people don't think of. Right, and they and they added like in, at this time in seventy eight they added a bunch of different species. Um, right, it was really a zoo, uh, a small zoo and small zoo, really mostly only, birds, m- almost entirely birds. birds right, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the different areas uh, in a moment. Mike, weren't there lemurs? Uh, there were at different times, monkeys and stuff like that. Yes, I remember lemurs. Uh, that could be, that could be. Do you want to go through some of yeah, the? Yeah, yeah, go keep right, going. Show. Yeah. Don't there wait for was. me. I'm just my my memories. Just uh, Mike, I only remember being there once. Oh, I was there more than once. In no. fact, I have pictures. I could show them upstairs. <coughs> I, I was there in '98, before right before. No, closed. I, I, I was. was there I remember there being. Closed. I remember being there once. We were there. I, I we stayed at the Contemporary in one of the outside wings, one year. Okay. And this goes back probably to the '80s. Okay. Um, because I remember our grandmother being there. We're staying at, and and I I remember going over then mm-hmm. during that trip, and I believe I know, think it was before the studios opened. 
Uh, okay. So that's that's when eighty nine, right? The studios open. Yeah. So right. we're talking probably we were I was a teenager and and uh, maybe even young, probably your son's age, and uh, I, I, that's the only time I remember going. See, I was there right before it closed. Like I said, about five months before it closed. Okay. And by then, I believe they had removed, even removed some of the animals that were on there to the animal. To kingdom. the animal kingdom, yes. So uh, there very well may have been lemurs before that, but they weren't there by the time I. Yeah, with I think the last they were there in the eighties. Anyway, continue. I know they also had Munjack, the, the small deer that you see at the Discovery. Nah, that I don't remember. The um, the Oasis now. I um, just remember birds and lemurs. So the if you look at their Maybe brochure, which I printed out, um, <laughs> there was actually a Munjack on the cover of it. But anyway. Um, they had, like I said, two what shows. What year is that brochure from? This is from the end. Okay. Um, I don't think they changed the brochure at the end. But they had Reptile Relations. That was the name of the reptile show. And that basically was somebody would come out and walk around with like a giant, you know, anaconda or, you know, some cool. other things. And you just, the kids would see it up front and kind yeah. of stuff. And the bird show was, like I said, they changed the name to, uh, to the Feathered Friends at some point in time, but whatever. I don't remember doing it. was a show. very similar to the reptile, was more similar to the reptile show than it is to Flights of Wonder, let's say, is a major step above. It did not have the theme, the storyline. It was just, you know, a couple of small mm-hmm. birds would fly around a little bit and they would mm-hmm. come out with an owl or, or whatever for people to see and go ooh and ah. Um, that was the two shows. So um, there was shopping, there was dining, but really we're talking snack stands. Um, some of the yeah, th- dining is hardly the word I'd use. <laughs> some of the things that they had there were they did have um, swans that you know you know so now can see at the animal kingdom. They had the African aviary, which a lot of those birds were transferred over to um, Pangani. They had tortoises. They had the Turtle Beach, it was called, or Tortoise Beach. And they had the Galapagos Tortoise, which we all know they actually now have at Disney's Animal Kingdom. They had an alligator swamp. Um, they had some of the, they had a South American aviary. Uh, some of the birds that they had there were Scarlet Ibis, which you still see at the Disney's Animal Kingdom. They had two uh, cans, they had hornbills. Um, some of these birds were were not taken to the animal kingdom. They were transferred to other uh, accredited zoological institutions. So not everything was moved over from Discovery Island to the animal kingdom, but a, a lot were. Um, two of the birds, or excuse me, one of the birds that you uh, saw at, this, at Discovery Island was the African crown crane. And we all know they're pretty much all over the place at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. They're, you know, in the queue at Kilimanjaro Safaris. They're at Discovery Island. They're over in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, But that was kind of the layout of Discovery Island. Um, Like we were talking about, there was alligators, there was tortoises, and there was a lot, a lot of birds. There was a flamingo pond, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, So... Let's talk about the end. Sure. And why it closed. And some of the things they were thinking about doing with it. But go ahead. Yeah, we'll we'll finish with that because right. we don't want to end on a sour note. Um, I'm not sure if, if, why it closed is a sour note. If memory serves, Mike. Yes. Wasn't there some charges or even a lawsuit brought against them? There absolutely was. There absolutely was. Can, you, but can, that was... Can you... 
talk about that earlier than the closure. But let's was, let's discuss that for sure. Some. That was in 1989, and that had to do with the alleged mistreatment per se of some of the local wildlife, including right. uh, vultures that uh, you know stay on the island. That included um, uh, uh, removal of removal of some of the birds nests were, right or correct yeah correct it was it had to do um with that kind of stuff um disney received charges it was in here i finally found the page so not treatment of their animals in their care correct treatment of the local population it was in september 1989 okay and the u.s attorney and state attorney actually got involved and filed 16 separate charges okay Against the head curator and four other Discovery Island employees. Well, if you're going to make one charge, why not 16, right? For mishandling vultures and other wild birds, the destruction of ibis and egret nests. Okay. And the actual shooting of hawks and falcons. um, It was attributed to attempts by the staff to protect the animals that were actually supposed to be on the island, uh, etc. And the case was actually ultimately settled out of court. Um, the, the reason why I wanted to bring and it Disney, up, and part of that, that Disney did not in any way suffer any type of loss of their AZA accreditation right. or anything like it remained accredited. But I just wanted to bring it up because, not because I wanted to sort of you know show the uh, an issue of, or problems that Disney had, um, <coughs> but it's important to know it's 1989. I thought that was a little later. I thought it was more like in the early 90s, but. The, 1989 is when the charges were brought. Right. It probably took a year or more to, sure. to, to go through them all. Um, so not, but, uh, you know, a few years later, we're beginning the process of the animal kingdom. And Mike and I have always talked about how careful they were with um, public relations. Yes. And, you know, PETA. And things like that. So it's important, you know, to, 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 to keep in mind that when they were beginning the process of building the Animal Kingdom and announcing it and doing all of this public relations stuff, this lawsuit was not in distant memory. No. This was right there. So it definitely had an impact on how they proceeded in building the Animal Kingdom and all of that stuff, that, that, that public relations stuff. That was really just a huge part of the opening of the animal kingdom. Right. So it's, this is just yet another example of how important Discovery Island was and how influential it was mm-hmm. on the animal kingdom. That's why I just wanted to mention it. It wasn't just taking the animals from Discovery Island and putting them in the animal kingdom. There was right. a lot learned um, about um, that kind of that kind of thing, which comes along with. And this is all pre-internet. Keeping animals in captivity. Yep. I mean, this is all pre-internet. Nobody gets around this stuff. <laughs> Certainly not these days. <laughs> you know, even accredited zoos. Yes. Have to deal with this stuff. All so, the time. All the time. So, so and, and I think Disney learned that here uh, with Discovery Island. So, um, let's get to the closing of it. Which was April 8th, 1999. A- another enormous day <laughs> in uh, American history. Now all of our hundreds of thousands of listeners know when your birthday is. It is, yes. <laughs> it was also the 24th anniversary of Hank Aaron beating me. <laughs> um, and there was not, at this time, for those of you who don't remember, there was not a Discovery Island. 
on the Animal Kingdom. Correct. It was was Safari Village or something like that, right? Safari Village. Yeah, you got it right. Um, So we also borrowed the name. (laughs) Eventually. (laughs) Later on. Uh, And they also borrowed some animals, correct? Yeah, they took some animals. Yeah, Yeah, they took a lot of them. Um, You were mentioning lemurs before, but a lot of the birds were transferred over. As we were talking about, there was an African aviary. You know, a lot of those birds went to the Pangani. The flamingos, swans, you know, stuff like that. The Galapagos tortoise. Right. Um, They were all transferred over from eventually from Discovery Island to uh, the Animal Kingdom. Um, So why did it close? Oh, simply put, they built the Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I mean, there was no... It was always not very well attended. It was never a... You know, was not drawing people like let's say it was never a money maker. No, it was never a money maker. It wasn't drawing people like let's say the water parks were for, you know, the mm-hmm. off day. Uh, people were still, you know, instead of going to Discover Island, were doing it, other things. It was in close proximity to a river uh, country. It was right there. Yeah, it was right there. Right, I forgot about that. Right, but by this time, by ninety nine, they Typhoon Lagoon must have been opened by then. Right? Must have been. Yeah. Uh, but by then, you also had obviously the Hollywood Studios, uh, Animal Kingdom. I mean, people's week were getting filled up. Right. And right. nobody was going to a small little bird zoo um, right. that you have to take a boat to get to. Right. When they were spending a, at least a half a day, you know, over at the Animal Kingdom, and spending a lot of money on it. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, they weren't adding this. They weren't spending the the money to go to this. And it, it was out of the way. I mean, it was a neat idea to be like. Oh, you have to get a boat to get there. Very kind of exotic. Right. right. But it just never really worked. I always remember, Mike, when uh, this must go back a few years now. Um, there was for a little while there on the Internet, back when the Internets were just a budding kind of way of doing things like this. People who tried to get out there <coughs> after it had closed mm-hmm. uh, and take pictures. I remember seeing photographs. I've seen them yeah. that people have put out on weird blog posts. Much easier to do River Country because you didn't have to like get right. on a boat. Right? How did you get over there? I mean, it, getting <laughs> over to Discovery Island had to be very. They had to do it in the middle of the night when no, there's no boat traffic. You I know, guess, yeah, yeah I cause, guess because people would see it during the day. I mean, like I said, there, there's 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 shuttle boats going back and forth sure. from the from the. Uh, Fort Wilderness. I mean, I guess you sure. could time it right where you would like have somebody Still else be tough. drop you off yeah. and go zip around and whatever. And then you have to k- take into effect that people are out there with the rental boats. Yeah. We'll see you and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's still there, and it's like Mike said, it's, there's still some things you could see. There's still some buildings right. on it. They um, took the dock off, didn't they? They did, but I remember the dock sort of... I remember the dock probably six or seven years after it closed... Being like the place to go if you wanted to see pelicans, because it had these. It had you know because the sure. way the dock was, it, there was sure. just you just. I would take a little sprite over there, those little sea ray mm-hmm. boats, and uh, you'd see just a whole flock of pelicans sitting on that dock, and it was really kind of cool. Um, but most of it is gone now, and it's just a just in back to being an island in the middle of a lagoon. Yeah, I don't know if the boardwalks and used I'd, to walk on the boardwalks almost the entire. Entire island to see like the right. various birds and the tortoises right. and stuff. I don't know that they're there. I don't, I don't remember know. seeing them. I just, I think even if they the are, water. they're probably just covered with vegetation now I anyway. And uh, I would highly recommend not trying to get out there. Yeah, I would. Remember there. Remember there are gators in yeah, that water. Certainly don't swim there. Don't yeah, don't try to get out there. So is that it? Well, there were a couple <laughs> of. Uh, there has been rumors um, of different 
things going there. <laughs> um, I know for, That's true. for a while there was the uh, a, an idea to build cabanas on the island to make it a honeymoon retreat. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, whatever. Well, I mean, they must, have, than... they must have fresh water supply out there still. They must have, um, you know, they must have electricity, the ability right. to turn that back on. So it could be used at any time if they really wanted to. There was for a little while there, if you remember, Dave, I don't know if you were a fan of the show Lost. That was on, it was an ABC show back when Disney. Oh, right, that, as, was an a, that was a Disney, Disney property. Yep. ABC. Yeah. Um, and still does. Um, they were thinking about doing some sort of, like, attraction there where you would go out for right. a little while and it would all be based upon Lost. Cool. Probably the closest they've ever come to doing anything was uh, based upon the video game Mist, which um, oh geez, they yeah. apparently were in serious talks to the point where the the makers of Mist were quoted as you know saying they were working on an attraction based of, uh, based upon it, and it you would basically and they actually had like a little blurb where you would actually be dropped off early in the morning and picked up late in the afternoon, and you were on a mission. Much, I guess. I never played Mist, but no, I guess it's neither. like Mist. There was no like, there's no storyline to it. You're just doing various things and trying to accomplish various. Right. It's almost like a treasure, or in a way, uh, sure, a, a treasure hunt kind of thing. And you would be looking for some of the, you know, complete puzzles and you know, going to little sure. nooks and crannies and kind of thing. And it would be, uh, you know, a day on the island, you know, reenacting the very popular at the time video game missed but of course obviously that never came to fruition and now i don't even know if i haven't heard anything i don't even know if missed is still a thing and i haven't heard anything about it being used anymore no it's been years since they've actually one of these rumors probably the last one was the honeymoon thing yeah yeah so again this is a a small but important chapter in the sort of the development of animal kingdom the prehistory how we led up to the opening of the park we're gonna there are other subjects we need to cover with relation to the prehistory of the animal kingdom, and we will get to them in due time. We are towards the end of the year, so I suppose our next couple of shows are going to be end of the year based, oh, right. as Mike and I are wont to do, um, as we look back and look forward uh, towards the year that was and the year that will be at the animal kingdom. And this year coming up is going to be quite a year. <laughs> 2016 wasn't nearly as... Not as exciting as we thought it would be. Yeah, mostly but, because of Reserve Rivers of Light, but yeah, that's neither but, here nor there. But this year coming up is... Uh is going to be transformational for the park. Yes. So, but we'll discuss that. We more hope as we go. Yeah, we hope we'll discuss that more as we go. We about a sixteen. But. Well, I think it will be transformational. We just don't know if that transformation is going to be good. Uh, let's put it that way. But uh, we'll talk more about that in the next couple of shows. Um, don't forget to follow us on uh, Twitter. Mike is on at Jumbo Everyone. Uh, I'm at Radio Harambe. You can go to JumboEveryone.com. Find our links to all our social media. Please like us on Facebook as well. Um, and uh, Mike does Instagram occasionally if you're interested in that kind of thing you can do that as well um if you have any comments or questions about the show you can email me at jambo everyone at gmail.com uh please rate and review us on itunes it helps kind of get the word out about the show and that's always helpful uh so i guess that's it for safari mike i'm dave mcbride quaharini go well and thank you for tuning in to radio harambe Wow.